Let's talk about the process in ministry and just know that your life is a process and your walk with God is a process. Depending on the seasons that we're in, there are certain things in our life that allow us to be in a process. You think about just cooking anything. There's a process to prepping and preparing it to being able to make sure that you got all the ingredients put together and there is a process to putting the ingredients together. There's certain foods or dishes out there where you have to make sure you put this first before the other. There's a process to making food. There's a process to even us being born, right? When a baby is born, they don't just walk the moment they come out of the mom's womb. There's a process to them growing up. And that's same with us spiritually and in ministry. This is our spiritual walk with the Lord. Today, we'll talk about benefits of this process, but also what this process actually looks like. I think about my life in ministry. I've been in ministry for almost five years as I'm shooting this uh, podcast. Almost five years, y'all. And this isn't me just growing up in church. I'm talking about five years of growing up in Christ. If y'all know, we have a uh, Christian store out here in Las Vegas. That's this channel, Simply Uncaged. Whether you're on podcast form or you're listening on the YouTube channel, I link all the things to the description. And I'm in the store pretty much every day. So it's a building process, and God's really taken me through a process, okay? So almost five years in my journey in ministry, I received Jesus like fully, right? I thought I knew of God or I knew God growing up. I really did it. But when I fully received Jesus into my heart, confessed that he is my my Lord with my mouth, that was uh, almost six years ago. But yeah, almost five years in ministry. And I'm talking about growing in Christ, not just growing up in church. There's a difference. There's a process to that. And our willingness to be obedient allows these processes to be sped up. Again, you see the person that's been in church for 30 years, but then you've seen somebody that's been in church for five, seven, eight, ten 10 years, a lot more mature, right? In the spiritual realm, spiritual growth can be accelerated supernaturally. But again, people can have a gym membership for 30 years, not really do much, not really exercise and put the reps in. Versus the person that's been in the battlefield, in the trenches, has a plan, is disciplined for just a handful of years, and they're a lot more healthier than the one that has a gym membership for 30 years. Again, this is our obedience to God. And the more we surrender, this is why you have to go through processes of denying yourself, dying to self so that his spirit, his ways, his thoughts can flow through us. There's a process to it all. So today as we talk about the benefits, I'm just going to list the benefits and then I'm going to go through a couple verses today on what this process looks like, okay? Let's talk about the benefits of the profit process and the five, the five uh, benefits that we have. Number one is to humble us. The process humbles us, okay? Number two is it tests us. Number three is it builds character. Number four, it builds patience. Number five, for gaining of knowledge and wisdom. So these benefits are really for our good. If we believe Romans 8:28 that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose, even the challenges, even the trials, even the tribulations because usually in those moments, again, these moments of trials and tribulations, they humble us, they test us, and as we talk about it, Kind of like thinking about the Israelites back when they got released from Egypt, from bondage, from slavery, from captivity under Pharaoh. 
right? Moses was the vessel that was used to deliver them out of Egypt, but it was God ultimately that allowed that deliverance to take place. God uses vessels to release us from these places. And now they went through a process that is really pushing into the promised land, but they had to go through wilderness. Let's actually read it. Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse one to five, it says, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply. God's word is held to our flesh, strength to our bones. Remember, his promises are for us. It's actually a better purpose, a greater purpose. And it says that if we observe his commandments, we may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. Verse two, and you shall remember that your Lord God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you and to know what was in your heart, whether you keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that the man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Wow. This is good because sometimes we'll be like, well, God wouldn't allow me to be hungry. God wouldn't allow me to thirst. And I can understand why the Israelites were complaining Imagine going without water for three days and how your body feels, how your emotions and how you are mentally in your physical body. So yeah, I could see that, but we're called to overcome these temptations, overcome and crucify our flesh. And it says that he humbled you. This is verse three, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. So again, God may allow these tribulations and trials to humble, to test, to build our patience, to build character, right? I'm glad I went through things like that because now I'm a bit more stronger than I was before. I think about when you're working out that there is pain and soreness in your muscle because I know the muscle is being rebuilt. You have to tear your muscle to rebuild it even stronger. So there's pain in the process that leads to your purpose in ministry. Amen. Verse four, your garments. So this is, this is good news. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Wow. Imagine having clothing for those 40 years and they did not wear out and our feet didn't swell. Thus says the Lord. So there's blessings even in trials. There's blessings even in these tribulations and challenges. And we got to be able to see it from God's lens. Things could have happened a lot more worse, but we also have to realize that God does protect, that God does provide. He's providing them, right? Even though it wasn't the type of food that they wanted, it was still manna. It was still giving them what they needed versus what they want. And I think these are things that we need to discern in the process that are we begging and asking God for wants versus needs? And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, right? So Again, this is great news. This is a blessing. Verse five, sometimes we gotta be able to see it from God's lens and know that he has our best interest at heart. That might not be our ways or how we think the process should be, but his plans, his ways are always going to be greater than ours. Verse five, you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastens you. And all that word chasten means is discipline. Jesus says in John 8, 
Those that abide in my word, they are my disciples indeed. And you cannot be someone's disciple without being disciplined. There is discipline to be a disciple, especially if you're trying to be a disciple to the rabbi, which is Jesus, right? Our master teacher. That's what rabbi means, our master teacher. And if we want to be a true uh, disciple of Jesus Christ, there is going to be discipline. So God loves us so much that he's willing to discipline us chasten us is what the word of God says. It says, you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord, your God chastens you. God bless you simply uncaged. We've been doing a lot of merch in house. These are our Holy Spirit filled. Uh, this is a crew neck. We have hoodies and whatnot as well. Go ahead. I'll drop the link below for you guys can grab any if you guys would like. We have a Christian store out here in Las Vegas. Get Holy Spirit filled. We make these in house. So the quality is amazing. You can watch this multiple times. It will not fade away. This is all done in-house. So we've invested to expand the message of the kingdom. Remember, the message is Jesus and we're learning new methods to preach the same message. His name is Jesus. So go ahead, tap in, get the link in the description. Let's get back to the pod. Now I've been in ministry for a handful of years now and it's not easy. It's a lot of pruning, a lot of cutting off, a lot of renewing in the mind. That's a lot of what our podcast is about and what Simply Uncaged, the message of Simply Uncaged has been. I really highly advise you guys to watch episode one. I'll share with you the vision on being simply uncaged and what it really means. And it's just right here in the mind. And we believe that it starts in the mind, that if we can get our minds renewed, we can start seeing it from God's lens, God's perspective. Remember, one of the biggest battlefields and in this world, or you could say the biggest prison, is the mind. And one of the biggest battlefields is the mind because that's where the enemy's attacking. So as we're being simply uncaged, and even me, I never want to get to a point where I think I know too much. I have to understand that it's a process. I still think I, and believe that I'm in the beginning stages of my ministry in my life, right? Because everyone has an individual ministry and a purpose. I still believe God is still working on me every day. And I want to still be here when I'm serving ministry 30 years, 40 years from now right? Being that vessel to take other people to the kingdom and just know y'all, it's a process. I'm not talking about how long you've been in church and how long you've been a follower of Jesus or a follower of Christ, but have you actually been in the trenches? Have you actually been in the battlefields? I'm not just being a hearer. I'm a participator. I'm a hearer and a doer of the word, right? It says, show me your faith without your works. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. So there's so much benefits to the process, but also there is actual action that needs to take place. Faith is a action. That's really what it is. It's like faith is action. It's me taking action, that next step. And there's development in that. There's benefits to that. There's a lot of things that get built through you. I'm not just somebody that is telling people how to have lip service, right? I'm not a person that says lip service. I want to be the Romans 12.1, a living sacrifice, a living service. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer myself as a living sacrifice. Apostle Paul is sharing this in Romans 12.1. He says, holy, acceptable, and of a reasonable service to God. So there are characteristics, there is a process, there are things that needs to be done in my life to know that I'm actually living a true life for Jesus, that I'm not just somebody that's sitting 
in, on the bench, but I'm actually taking action. I'm playing all out. I'm playing full out when it comes to the kingdom of God. I'm hearing what's being spoken. And then when the Holy Spirit prompts me, I'm yielding to the voice of the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I got to pray for this person. And I'm not just talking about the, the public acts. I'm talking about, can you pray for people in private? Can you pray for people in your prayer time? God will show you, the Holy Spirit will reveal some people that you got to pray for. Loved ones, unsaved loved ones, people in your ministry, people that you probably met at the grocery store or at the at the restaurant randomly. You just remember this person just came into your heart. Start praying for them. And don't just tell people, hey, I'll pray for you. Say, hey, let me pray for you, Right. Or when somebody asks or sends you a text and says, hey, can you pray for me? You just start praying for them right there or right then. Okay, let's say you're in the middle of work and you just saw the text. Right when you get on break, pray for them. Then send them and said, hey, I just prayed for you. I sent a prayer out. I interceded. This is us playing playing all out for the kingdom of God and taking actions. Show me your faith without your works. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Let me just share with you all as you're going through this process because remember, these things will test us. These things will be able to produce, right? Whatever tribulations we go through, it produces an effect that will continue for generations and all throughout the days of our lives as we're serving God. Romans 5, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that we that that, but we also glory in tribulations. It's so tough to to be able to say, you know what, Lord, I give this challenge to you. I give this all to you, Father. It, it's tough. It, it it's not easy, y'all. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Just know faith is now and hope is the future. It says in Jeremiah 17, blesses a man whose hope is in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. We become blessed when we put our hope in Jesus, knowing that he will give us a good future and a hope. We all love that Jeremiah 29 verse. So we have to glory in tribulation. Probably one of the toughest things, but again, this builds us up to become stronger. Amen. Let's read into a couple more verses. Mark 4, 26. Again, this is talking about the process. Mark 4, 26 to 29. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter a seed on the ground. I love all the parables on like farmers and seed. Verse 27. And should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. But he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. There is a time to be able to gather when the seed is fully grown in the head. It tells us, right? First the blade, then the head, the covering, and then inside that head, what is there? There is a seed. And when it's time and it's ripened, it's time to take the sickle, which is the instrument, right? It is the tool to be able to get and gather the seed. There's timing in the kingdom of God. God's will is found in God's word, but also what's part of God's will when we're talking about obedience is his timing. 
And that's why we got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that prompts us on the timing. And that's where the yielding, the surrender, right? John 3.30, as I decrease, he must increase. So good. Great parable in Mark 4. Last thing I want to do is I want to just encourage y'all because we're talking about the benefits of the process, okay? Pastor preached a mighty word on this, so I just had to relay this because it was such a word for anyone that's going through a process. Benefits of the process. Number one, humble us. Number two is to test us. Number three is to build character. Number four is to build patience. Number five, it gains knowledge and wisdom. And if you're going through something that might be hard, keep pressing in. Galatians 6 says, it says, do not grow weary in due season. For as you continue to plant a good seed, you will reap a good harvest. How do we know we're planting good? It tells us in that same chapter in Galatians, if you sow in the flesh, you'll reap corruption. If you sow in the spirit, you will reap everlasting life. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. I want to encourage y'all today as we end off. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. This is verse 13, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and they shall not faint. Now I want to read in Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14, just to encourage y'all today. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The flesh forces. God directs. If you ever feel forced, don't move. Wait on God. And that's why it tells us, and I'm going to read that one more time in verse 14, Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Strengthening your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we love this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own opinions. In all our ways, we shall acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. The flesh may force. God directs. God will direct our path. Amen. These are benefits of the process. Whatever you're going through, don't grow weary. And I once heard this quote, It says, what you go through, you grow through. So let God grow you through those as you glory in tribulation, as you lift up his name and knowing that we are not victims, but we are victors. When we fight, just know you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from a place of victory. God bless you, Simply Uncaged. We love you so much. Thanks so much for tapping into the pod. Go ahead, share this with anyone you think would be blessed. And again, if you guys are enjoying this, uh, go ahead and give us a rating on the podcast app. Or if you guys want to drop in a like, any questions on the YouTube channel as well, drop them. We love to uh, really read them all. So praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a blessed one. I encourage y'all to read or, or go watch the rest of our podcast if you guys have it already. In Jesus' name, take care. Bye-bye.